Welcome to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. And now here's your host, Joe Levitt. All right, guys, welcome into another episode of the May the Smoke Be With You podcast. Uh, and as always, we have another terrific guest. I am really pumped to have Adam McKenzie here with us. You probably don't know him by that name, but if you're on Instagram, if you're on TikTok, if you're on Facebook and you follow anything about barbecue, there's a good chance that you know the guy who is behind this Jew, Ken Q. Please welcome in Adam. Adam, how are you today? Great. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. Absolutely. Where, where, are, you, where are you at? Uh, you're in Colorado, is that right? Yep, just outside Denver, Colorado in the suburbs. Yeah, I tell you, I love that view you've got from from your deck. It's uh, it's it's pretty pretty magical. It looks like you've got a nice in the distance kind of a nice mountain vista. Am, am I kind of remembering that right? Yep, and out the front door, you can see Mount Evans and stuff. It's nice. You don't need to brag that you say you have it off both the front and the back. You know, that's <laughs> that's no, nobody nobody likes somebody that brags. You know, that's uh, uh, that's a beautiful beautiful part of the country. Love love the mountains. Man, I just love to just kind of talk a little bit and just hear hear kind of where your love affair with with barbecue started. How'd you get started in all this? Um, so I mean, it just kind of you know just started. I remember my dad cooking when I was little, like having like you know family picnics and stuff, and just barbecue and just remembering how it tasted and um, just like a little bit of that, and just trying to recapture that magic. You know, just kind of working my way through, um, just cooking on different things, and then eventually just. Um, getting a Traeger and really cooking on that more and more and really discovering what I was able to cook and being able to eventually impress family and friends after a few horrible meals here and there. <laughs> yeah. So what, what was that cooking like for, as a kid? Like was, uh, was your dad a good outdoor cook? Um, yeah. I mean, he would cook for family picnics and stuff. And I mean, we didn't, he didn't cook too much. I mean, it was funny. Um, growing up, you know, it was a lot of eating out. I don't really remember eating at home too much or really having a strong love of cooking. I didn't hate cooking, but I didn't really yeah. cook too much. And then um, just kind of in the last few years, just really um, the passion's just grown for it and just really taken off and what I've been able to cook. Did that all kind of happen around the time you, you kind of got the Traeger? Is that kind of what kind um, of yeah, made just, you realize your potential, if you will? Yeah, it just kind of gave me that gateway and just kind of... Um, kind of, you know, gave me that ability to start to think about what I could cook and try different things, you know, like definitely couldn't do ribs on my old propane grill, uh, you know, to some of those things, you know, like cooking a steak hot and fast is great, but, you know, it was fun to play, play with the reverse sear. So it was just kind of fun to have just another another tool in the arsenal to really kind of play around with and experiment and then just um, really like see what's possible out there. Yeah. Was there, was there like one cook that you had once you kind of made that move over to, you know, away from propane and you're, you're kind of starting to work with smoke. Was there one cook that you were like, man, this, this is it. Like I am absolutely hooked now on this. Um, I think I would either be just chicken or ribs off the trigger. It's just really hard to beat, you know, just how, how good they come out, just how juicy, you know, the chicken comes yeah. out. Um, just the great flavor that comes ribs, you know, I mean, it's, I, I cooked ribs before, you know, kind of doing the oven thing and then finishing them on the propane grill and they were great. They're ribs, you know, any ribs right. is better than no ribs. Um, <laughs> but it was, just I don't that. know. I've, I've had some pretty bad ribs <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where I might go. I would rather not have ribs than have these ribs, you know, <laughs> but I think just, you know, really starting to see that possibility of, um, 
you know, I don't think I was like, I don't think I was like as good as like some, you know, famous barbecue places, but definitely getting closer and being able to capture some of that, that magic, you know, at home and not having to go out and pay 30 bucks for a rack of ribs was a good feeling. That is always a good feeling. And, uh, and when you're, when your family starts to say, we don't, we don't need to go out. We can just have, we can just have you cook and, and we'll, we'll, we'll spend less and enjoy it more is always a good thing. Now you yeah. are, uh, I believe you're a school teacher. Is that right? Yep, I'm an elementary uh, STEM teacher. So I teach kindergarten through fifth grade and we do coding, robotics, um, laser cutter, 3d printer. Um, it's definitely not the Oregon trail computer class that I had in elementary school. If these kids have some pretty amazing opportunities. So, so, uh, I know where this is a, kind of a, a barbecue podcast, but I'm, I'm fascinated by that. <laughs> so elementary school there in, in Colorado, a public school, I'm, I'm assuming yep, public school is able to like work with like 3d printers and, and lasers and, and coding and all, all that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, we have robotics and, you know, I mean, kids in kindergarten understand basic concepts of coding and I have fifth graders who, you know, will, take the jump and want to learn Python and want to learn, you know, all sorts of different languages and just go for it. Now, do, uh, do your kids at school know how, how big of a deal you are? Um, most of them don't know. It's, <laughs> they don't, they don't know that you've got like over 200,000 followers on Instagram. No, uh, that it's, just, it's pretty funny. Um, they like, they'll be talking in class to be like, Oh my, you know, I'm I posted on Instagram and, five people like my video and you know, it's, it's kind of cute. You know, it's like, I think about, you know, starting a club for social media after school, you know, cause some of these kids, I, I always tell them, I'm like, don't watch YouTube, create a channel, um, mm. you know, start, start a brand and, you know, start to make, make a, make a change. Cause there's a lot of good, great opportunities still out there. Yeah. It still is a little bit of the, uh, the wild west, you know, there's, there's a lot of, like you said, opportunity, uh, a lot of real estate, a lot of folks out there that can can create, and and always people looking to to consume. I mean, if if you're not creating, I imagine you're probably looking for the next barbecue thing. You're looking at other people, seeing what they're doing, trying to get recipe ideas, whatever. There's there's a lot to still. We've not reached the end by any stretch of what can be created. No, and I think that's like the hardest that's the hardest part of, I think, content creators, people see the end product, but they don't see all the work that goes on to get to that end product. They just see, oh, you put up a video of cutting a steak, but they don't see like the process of, you know, thinking about the cook, um, cooking it, and then, you know, editing the video and kind of just thinking about those little parts, you know, because I, when, when I edit a video, you know, even one little second, you know, I might be like, oh, this part's too long, this part's too short. So it's not just... Mm -hmm you know, recording the video and then just putting it straight up. But there's you know a lot of little pieces that go in. It's super fun, but it's, it's hard too because there's a lot people don't see in that side. When you think, uh, you know, the, the reels now on Instagram, for, for example, uh, just went, uh, they now have, what, 90-second reels, I think. So you can do mm-hmm. 15, 30, 60, or, or 90-second, uh, and really any, anything in between. But those are kind of the, the generic times. Uh, you know, if you're creating a, a 15 or 30 second reel, like what's that typically, what's that going to kind of take you to, to sit there and create if you're, if you're putting the time. I mean, it. I think like those 15 second reels are the hardest because mm-hmm. you're trying to get, um, 
because with YouTube, I still do the 15 second uh, shorts on there. And it's just finding like the best part of the cook, finding the best part that's going to capture people's attention, but provide the most amount of information um, because yeah. not everything is going to fit where with like a minute video or a minute 30, I definitely have a little bit more time to show the seasoning or explain a step or put something mm -hmm. in there. But and those, the shorter the video gets, the more um, I need to be aware of what I'm presenting and make sure that whole story is there. Yeah. Do you, do you find that you're, you're kind of just always thinking of that next thing, what that next cook is going to be? Are you, is it, is it hard to just relax sometimes because you're just feeling like you have to be creating something? Yeah. I think that's like the hardest part with Instagram, you know, like teaching. I know when I leave the building, it's my job's pretty much over. I mean, you know, you still worry about kids and there's like some stuff here and there, but sure. it's with social media, it's 24 seven. I mean, there's people all over the world, you know, and it's, it's that little difference, you know, like, um, you know, like one in the morning, it's like, Oh, maybe, you know, I'm up, maybe I should go and comment back on those five things. It's like, who knows, maybe those five comments will make the difference. You, you it's just right. this kind of like inner drive and kind of, you just almost become um, a little bit obsessive about it. Just, wanting to just stay on top of it and really um just be at that next level i think that's mm -hmm. the hardest part and finding that time like i've gotten better at it but it's still hard it's still hard to kind of know when to turn it off and when to not um be entirely obsessed over that video or obsessed about that picture and then you've got and i've, I've talked to this uh about this with with other folks you know, you make that 15 second reel and you feel really good about that content and you put it up there and then it just doesn't, doesn't perform. Yeah. You know, it can, it can ruin your morning uh, or your afternoon whenever you post it. It can just, it can really take you down a, a really bad rabbit hole of, of depression almost. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it can be bad. I mean, for sure. I mean, it definitely, I mean, I know I've read articles where, you know, uh, social media has definitely caused a lot of like depression in people and anxiety and stuff. And you definitely feel mm -hmm. it because, um, you know, you, you know, not everything's going to go out there and be a 5 million view video, but it is frustrating when you post something, especially lately on Instagram, you know, things just don't seem to go anywhere. Yeah. So it's really just kind of continuing to push forward and it's finding that drive to be like, it sucks. You know, you're like, okay, I spent a lot of time cooking this recipe. I know it's awesome. And then it goes nowhere. And then it gets harder because then when you start doing, you know, when it's, when you're doing work for companies and they're investing money in you now, and then it's like, well, sorry, your post, I got like nothing. <laughs> right. You know, I guess the, the benefit for us versus just, uh, you know, somebody on, Instagram or TikTok that's just doing dances and, and being funny, you know, the, there is an end result of what you do that at least your family can enjoy, Yeah, <laughs> you know, and at the end, you're probably going to have a great meal, even if it doesn't get the likes uh, that you want, it's going to, it's yeah. going to be a great meal. Yeah, that's um, true. So, you know, at the level, you know, how long has this Instagram account been going, this Juke and Q? How long has that been um, it's been a little over five years. I started it in March of 17. So yeah, just over a little over five years now, I think. Uh, and again, over 215,000 ish followers as we, as we record this. I yeah. Think. Which is crazy and mind blowing to see every day. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, at what point were, 
re- did you kind of realize you were onto something with this? Um, so, I mean, I started, uh, it's just kind of started, you know, to like just get ideas and kind of see what people were cooking. And, you know, some of the videos were doing pretty well, you know, getting like 100, 200 likes back in the day. And um, I had a steak slicing video of this tri-tip and I was like, oh, it'd be really cool if this got like a thousand views and, yeah. you know, maybe 500 likes. And I remember posting it before I went to this uh, school event. And I noticed like all day my phone was just kept beeping and beeping and beeping for it. And I was just, and by like five, I posted it at about, I think 10 in the morning, around 10 in the morning and at five, it was like at 19,000 views. And it was just, it was just so crazy to see just like this like number because I was only at like 900 followers. Yeah. Okay. So it was just really crazy to see, you know, like you hear about things going viral, but to actually just like live it and see you know, that number grow. And, you know, I think I'd reached like 28,000 views or something. And it was just, yeah. I remember talking to my mom, like, oh yeah, like I posted this video of the steak. And it was just like, everyone's like, really? Like people are watching. It. And then so, you know. But it's a how, really good steak video. I sliced yeah. it really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, then that's how Steak Slicing Saturday got started. And that's kind of, you know, the start of being on to something and just really wanting to pursue it and just kind of, chasing that dragon of wanting more and more views and wanting more people to see what I was doing. You know, you mentioned, you know, that now people are reaching out to you. Uh, You're, you know, at times having partnerships and, and you're, you know, creating content specifically for a brand. Uh, When did that kind of start to happen for you within this journey? You know, you started, you know, back in 2017 and now you got some growth and some followers, but at what point did that piece start to fall into place? Um, I think, you know, after like a year or so, you know, I started having people reach out, you know, like with product and stuff like that, which is great. And then met a few people who I were like, oh, I have some opportunities to work with, you know, this company, would you be interested? How much are your rates? And I had no idea what my rates are. I still have no idea what my <laughs> rates are sometimes, especially in this craziness right now. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's, I think the, um, biggest thing that people forget is even when you're small, like we all do it, we all want the free product and it's great. But I think, and I made the mistake too, and I'm guilty of it is having those conversations of, even if they're not going to pay you right away, at least having that conversation that you want to be paid. Cause I mm-hmm. think a lot of people, like I talk to people and they're like, well, I only have 5,000 followers. I can't ask for money. It's like, why not? You are investing your time. You're creating a product it's Mm -hmm. worth something. It's your time. It's like, they may not pay you yet, but at least have that conversation. I think, and I think that's the hardest part with Instagram. I think there's just this, um, you know, not, not saying people take advantage of it, but people just think, Oh, I can just send you a free box of, you know, so-and-so and and you're going to create content for me and be exclusive and all this. And it's like, yeah, that's great. Like we want to be, we need to start somewhere, but also it's, it's a business, you know, it's, I'm taking time and that's worth something. Right. You know, I think there is that there is, I have a friend who's in, uh, who's on, on social media, totally different uh, field, but said something very similar that you have to, the mistake a lot of folks make is just undervaluing themselves, is taking that, that free product and, and just promoting it. Uh, and this person has a, a pretty large platform uh, and they were a huge Lego fan. Mm-hmm. And so they, they had posted something about Legos. Lego reached out to them and gave them some Legos, 
Well, if you start to do kind of just some some math and you start to talk impressions and you start to talk, you know, you know, brand awareness that he was giving yeah. by promote and, and his wife was like, why are you doing this? And he's like, I love Legos. And I mean, there's something about that, something about the joy of, of yeah. that. Um, but then there's also like, oh, like they just they're using you in some way. And yeah. I think that's what, you know, a lot of these folks, I think that have these, you know, barbecue, I think it's like, send me a knife and they'll send you a knife and just mm-hmm. do a post and, uh, you know, but there, there's time involved there. Yeah. Uh, so you, I imagine you get a few of those in your inbox probably. Yeah, daily. I get a lot. And I mean, it's, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's not like anyone's guilty of anything, you know, with trying to use people or anything like that. I just think it's, one of those things that's in uncharted territory and people aren't really sure how to work with companies. Companies aren't sure how to work with people because, you know, we've just switched gears from investing $10,000, for example, in a radio spot to now investing $10,000 into Instagram. So it's just, we're not really sure what to do, but I think just really having that value and understanding that you're worth something and that, you know, if you're in the end, it's just, it affects everyone. Yeah. And and so you're treating this like at this point you have a full-time job. Mm-hmm. But you're treating this just as a kind of like a side hustle, you know, just some extra money, some vacation. Like you know, how do you guys view it as a family because it does take time and so you have to have a value of your time because yeah. now it's going to take time away from your wife and your your children. Um, yeah. So how, how do you guys make that balance? Work? Um, well, I mean, it's interesting. Like, I mean, I almost consider teaching now my side job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, I mean, it's... That's where you get your benefits from. Yeah, I mean, this is a Instagram. I spend 40 to 60 hours a week on this Juke and Q stuff. My wife is now spending, you know, 20 to 30 hours. I mean, it's a lot of time is invested, you know, in just all yeah. sorts of different areas and... Um, you know, just reaching out and just building those partnerships and those long-term relationships with companies and just kind of planning and plotting the next step. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's pretty much a third job for us. It's, yeah, it's, it's evolved, which is great. It's a great opportunity, but it's scary because it's not, um, you know, teaching is very secure for the most part, you know, you know, your paycheck's going to show up, you know, you go in, you do your job, you do it well, and it's going to continue to do this. But with you know, with social media and stuff, it's it's hard because it's not secure. You know, you know, you know, you've worked hard and you know it's going to be okay. But there's that always that doubt, like in your mind, like yeah, you know, is that it, because this isn't going well, or is the company going to go in a different direction, or is you know, are they going to cut costs here? So it's it's just harder to kind of have that unknown <laughs> what's what's out there. I I think if folks are listening to this and they've got a small little platform or they're, they're thinking about it. I think what you just said, I think is going to blow some minds. Uh, you spend 40 to 60 hours per week and your wife spends another 20 to 30. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, together you guys are doing 60 to 90 hours a week on social media, building, building this brand I mean, it's not just like you're not just playing on on Facebook and yeah. Instagram, um, but I mean that's that's a lot of work. So I mean that's so you guys, as a family, have made this decision that this is something we're going to we're going to invest a lot of time in. Yeah, I mean we've invested, you know, you know, 
building, you know, part of our house, you know, like, um, you know, the deck and stuff, we're actually moving and now we're going to spend money and have the deck redone right away. You know, that's was one of the things when we looked at a new house, it was where the Traeger's going to go. Like, where's the power? Like, how's the lighting in the kitchen? Where, where are you going to mount a tripod? Where can you like, it's these little things that, um, you know, a few years ago, I never would have thought of, but now it's, okay, so if I'm taking a picture of a steak and it's this time of day, okay, how's the lighting in this room? How's the lighting in this? You know, it's important, you know, because if I'm going to be in this house, I have to be able to still create content and um, has to work for me. Yeah, where where is that sunset going to be <laughs> at dinner time? Are we getting that golden hour, that perfect light that comes, uh, you know, an hour before sunset that's just gorgeous, uh, that makes every steak look, you know, just that much better when it has that natural, you know, God's filter on it, uh, yep. if you will. So. So who were the folks that, you know, kind of helped you discover all this? Or would, are you just kind of out there on your own? Or did you have some mentors, some people that, that you kind of would go to and ask questions and try to figure this out? Um, well, I think, you know, um, I really started, um, you know, like Benny Kendrick Barbecue is really helpful and just being mm-hmm. really supportive. And, um, you know, he's just always just very real and very open about what it is, you know, he's not going to like sugarcoat things, you know, it, you know, and you see that hard work ethic come through and you kind of like, okay, you know, you know, and really looking at that and kind of seeing those people who were on Instagram earlier and kind of how they made their own identity. I think one of the hardest parts for people with social is they see something be successful and they try and just recreate it, but it's, you need to put your spin on it. If you don't have your touch on it, um, you know, it's not going to come, it's not going to do the same. What works for me is not going to work for another person necessarily. And, and I think that's tough. And then also when I started, it was kind of that golden time of Instagram. You had grilling with dad, you had Machek, you had Sasquatch, uh, me. Um, There were a few others I'm blanking on them, but like, you know, it was just that rapid growth of just, you know, the insane, it was like 2000 followers a week. Um, Yeah. You just kind of caught that wave uh, at at the beginning. So it was nice to get that, but it was just, I think it is what makes it so great. And what helps is just that community of people is so awesome. You know, I don't think anyone really looks at a person like, as like in other fields, like if, you know, like, like if you're a soccer player, you're not going to talk to like a pro soccer player, most likely. But on Instagram, you know, it's like people who are just starting can talk to people who have 500,000, a million followers. Right. Um, you know, so I think that community aspect is out there more and it's just, it just helps you. It just really, I think just brings people together and just, um, helps inspire people. Yeah. I think that's one of the things I've discovered, uh, in my time in this barbecue community when I, when I started was just how open people were, how generous they were with their, with their time, uh, with just even, and, and by time it's even just returning a DM. It's, it's, giving an answer to a question or in the case of right now, uh, you know, may the smoke be with you right now, very small platform, not much to, to really talk about, uh, starting a podcast, not even officially launched yet. Like, and you said yes, which is, which is really nice. It's also really crazy because there's, you didn't know if this was going to be any good and it still may not be good, but, uh, you know, it's, you were like, I'll take, I'll take a chance. I'll take some time. Uh, and even just, even just hearing you talk about the amount of time that you spend on Instagram makes me just feel that more indebted and, and thankful that you just said yes to this because there's a lot of other things 
uh, that you could be doing right now to uh, to grow the brand. So I do really appreciate that. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just, you know, it's important to me, you know, to really give back and just really like try and I think it's just that inner teacher in me, like, um, you know, just wanting to help people and just know that, you know, it's, you know, everyone is in it together. It's not like people, some people are like, well, if I, if I help this person, you know, I'm not going to get this job. I'm not going to get this contract, but it's like, I think, you know, the more people that just help out, you know, everyone's going to be in it together. Everyone can really come together. And I mean, we're still in that beginning time of what influencers really look like in America. So I think, you know, just help everyone out and just, you know, just do the best. I don't think there's a lot of that in the world right now of helping others out and just um, really looking out for other people. So just do that when you can. Yeah. I don't look at your content and think, oh man, I, I hate that he made that, you know, like it, it inspires. I think that's the, the cool thing about uh, Instagram specifically, just as a platform that there's some, some inspiration that, you know, I can get from watching other folks like you, that they do a great cook, they produce a great piece of content. And I go, yeah, that's something for me to, to strive for, or how, or how can I take that and, and make it my own, um, versus it just being now I'm doing steak slicing Saturday. Like that's mm -hmm. no, that's, that's not my thing. Yeah. You know, but what is what is my niche within this niche that I can carve yeah, out? Yeah, I think that's important. Like, really, just being true to yourself, because a lot of people, are like, I want to be the next, and they like, you know, say whichever big person, you know, over the fire cooking. I want to be the next Benny. It's like, well, you can't be the next Benny. You know, there's, there's, you know, it's like you can yeah. be big and you can have your own place and you can be really big, but what is it that's going to separate you? What's special about you? Yeah. What was that that moment? when that first kind of big brand reached out to you, do you, do you remember that? Like what that kind of felt like for you and your wife? Um, I just think, you know, it just it was really crazy just to think that, you know, it, the hard work's just paying off and just to see that there is that possibility, that future in it and just being able to, you know, turn it into more than just um, a hobby and something fun to do. It just that there was potential to, um, you know, bring in some extra money, you know, make a better, help make a better life for us. And, um, you know, also help make a better change in the world too, as well, you know, be able to inspire people. I mean, it's crazy. 200,000 people. That's, um, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there, know, yeah. That's a, that's a good size city, you know, like yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's no Denver, but I mean, it's, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice little resort town in, uh, in Colorado somewhere. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just such a crazy feeling. It's just, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very humbling, you know, it's still, I don't take it for granted, you know, matter when like a company reaches out, you know, I want to make sure that when I work with a company, it's not, I'm um, just kind of, I'm just going to do one product. You know, if a company reaches out to me, I'm like, okay, well, I want this long-term. I don't want mm -hmm. one post. I want, where do you see this in six months? Where do you see this in a year? Um, because yeah. then it's more authentic if I just, you know, and I do one-offs here and there, of course, but it's more authentic. I feel like with those longer longer partnerships because people really see oh i'm using this product in my life out um you know throughout the day right yeah they're they're seeing you cook on it multiple times which is what they see you do nearly every cook which is with the traeger i mean you you use that thing every single time yep um and i i mean have people approached you other grill makers and tried to pull you away from the Traeger side, if you will? 
Yeah, I mean, I get, um, I probably turn down, you know, five or six companies, it seems every couple of weeks, you know, they want, want me to work with their grill and stuff. And it's, you know, and it's, I, you know, it's more than just what Traeger has built up. And I just kind of see that long-term benefit, you know, it's, um, you kind of look at what some companies have done and it's, you know, it's not going to be for you and you know, it's not going to be work out in the long run. Um, so. Yeah. What, what still excites you about barbecue, about getting out there and, and cooking? Um, I just think every cook is different. It's just, mm. you know, it's, you never, you never know what's going to happen. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you can cook. I mean, every time I cook a brisket, it's going to be different. Isn't that the, the, I hate that, but I like it, but I hate it because <laughs> you yeah. never know until you cut into that thing, just what you've got. I know it's terrifying. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, and even with steak, I mean, I've, I mean, I've now I've cooked thousands of steaks. I mean, I, it's disgusting how much meat I've cooked, but it's still, it's like, is this going to be too rare? Is this going to be, am I slicing it? You know, there's just always something that brings you back, which is cool. It's just that, that, just that feeling of excitement, you know, to like, um, you know, just like, it's basically being an artist in some ways, you know, you're just creating something every time and, you know, how's it going to turn out? What's, what's going to be, is it going to inspire people? Is it going to be a, is it going to be a Monet or is it going to be a kindergarten painting that you hang on the fridge and, and, and your family loves yeah <laughs> your, your mom's like yeah that's that's cute that's real cute it's very cute where, where do you see the trends in barbecue is there is there anything that you kind of sit there and go i see this is this is what's next in this kind of industry uh, both in a, just an industry and then maybe even just on the social side of things um i think like just with the barbecue trends i really feel that you're gonna see a lot more um, it's just going to get bigger and bigger. I think you see brands like Traeger, you know, it's not just about a grill. It's about that lifestyle. It's about that community aspect. And I really think that's where it's going to be the difference. You're really just going to have that big community aspect come in. And then I think even though we're approaching a recession and, you know, hints and stuff, I still think you you have this insane amount of money that's being pumped into the outdoor market area. Um, you know, people are spending a lot of money, a lot of time in it. And I just think that's just going to continue to push things forward and get people excited and be part of it. You know, I mean, Traeger just launched the new Timberline grills, which are really expensive. But when you look at something you use six days a week, potentially, it's mm -hmm. really not that expensive. I mean, people spend $10,000 on an oven, $10,000 on a stove. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if they're, and if it's, if it's built to last for, several years, you know, a good, you know, if you can get a good life out of that thing, then that's a, that's a great investment, uh, for sure. Yeah. I think, I think you're onto something with that, that lifestyle piece because, uh, Traeger, especially with Traeger, I think they've done a great job, uh, trying to create this community, uh, trying to create this lifestyle is the best word for it. The whole Traeger day thing where they just, they take over the socials and people go absolutely bananas cooking up these amazing spreads i mean just what's produced that day traeger has social for you know months and months and months and months of just you know great cooks from people like you and all over the country i mean they've, they've done a really good job uh, of doing that yeah and i just think you know just the i think like the one positive like people like always 
not negatively, but like kind of look down on social stuff. Like, you know, oh, you spend too much time in front of a computer. It's like, you know, that you hear about a lot of the negatives of it, you know, you're spending too much time on a screen and like, you know, cyberbullying and all this other stuff. But I think the one positive is it just brings this awesome community of people all over. Like with barbecue, it really doesn't matter what you cook on. Yes. I would love for you to use a Traeger. I'd love for you to use, you know, Messermeister knives, you know, and like, and the, you know, use a meter with every cook, but it's, um, at the end of the day, it's, we just want people cooking. We just want people getting out there and, you know, enjoying cooking for family and friends, because even if you're not cooking on a Traeger, you're still helping me. You're still mm-hmm. getting, you're still getting excited about cooking. You're still interacting with my content. You know, it's, it's great. And that's what we want. There's just this, like, there's just this huge love of people just wanting to make the world a better place. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't cook on a Traeger. Uh, I, I have a, uh, oh, bless you. Yeah. We, we can edit that out uh, <laughs> or keep it in. It's just, it's real life. Um, you know, I cook, uh, cook on a Kamado Joe right now and, um, but I will watch your cooks and watch your posts. Uh, you know, we're cooking totally different ways, uh, but they're both, they're both great. And there's, there's so much room in this barbecue community, this world for the Traegers, the Kamado Joes, the big green eggs, the master builts, whatever, you know, there's, and all the different pellet grills that are out there now. My goodness, you can, you could fill a Lowe's just with, with pellet grills alone now, I feel like. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible. And it's just really cool to see this again, just like everyone just getting excited about cooking. And I think, you know, that's what's great. Like we watch shows like Iron Chef and like, you know, like, um, uh, chopped, chopped. And, you know, you you see him cook and you're like, that's great, but I'm not a trained chef. And I think that's, what's great. You know, we, you know, I'm not a trained chef. You see all these people on here who are not trained chefs creating amazing things. And I think it's like, I can do that. And I think that's appealing to a lot of people because we don't have Bobby Flay skills. We're not going to cook to the same level of Bobby Flay and not be able to do that. Like we want to, there is a market for that, but I think people also want that authentic, you know, down to earth, like this person's cooking in their backyard like me. Right. Absolutely. Well, what's, uh, what's next for you, Adam? What's coming up that uh, you're excited about? Um, just, you know, we're moving. So moving in a new house. So it's uh, a little crazy, but I think it just kind of, you know, just a chance to kind of just write a new chapter and just, um, you know, kind of build the deck a little bit different and just kind of think about things as we move forward, you know, and definitely with the twins, you know, and everything, it's, um, just kind of an exciting time. There's, it's just pure chaos, which we love. It's just crazy nonstop. Um, you know, and just incorporating that and just kind of, um, you know, not switching the brand fully into like that family part, but like definitely want to incorporate the family more and just kind of show that side, you know, cause definitely, Hopefully down the road, you know, I'll just hand this juke and cue to my kids and be like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. Now, how, uh, you had twins this past year? Last July. Last July. Uh, boy and a girl. Boy and a girl. Are they, they probably aren't really even eating any of your food yet, are they? Uh, they're they starting. Just, just starting to? Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> when did uh, when did you and your wife meet? How'd you guys meet? Uh, we actually met on Match.com. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And how long have you guys been married? Uh, we just had our, what was it, eight-year wedding anniversary. Well, congratulations. I think we talked about how people can find you. I guess it's uh, at this Juke and Q, kind of across all socials. Is that right? Yep. 
you've got the dot com as well. Um, yep. So my website is jukinq.com. Uh, jukinq.com. Okay. Only the one thing that's a little bit different, but I like it because it's it kind of sounds like you can cook too. So. Oh yeah, you can cook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we uh, we kind of finish up each podcast with a little bit of a bonus round, just real quick, just kind of uh, kind of answers. What uh, what kind of music do you listen to, Adam? Um, my music style is pretty interesting. I listen to everything. I listen to fifties okay. and sixties. I listen to country. I listen to nineties. I listen to jam bands. I am all over the map i love right. music and but i probably would say like if i had to pick i just i don't know something about it. i just love oldies i just love the 60s okay all right a very eclectic kind of all over the place yeah I yeah like it. uh so when you're cooking what are you what are you drinking typically i uh, love bourbon and love whiskey <laughs> okay what are your favorite bourbons um you know buffalo trace is always really good uh, new riff is good. It's just, I just think what's really okay. cool about bourbon is it's just kind of like barbecue. It's blowing up. There's just so much new stuff yeah. out there every day. There's something new and it's just so much to explore. I'm just South of Nashville is where I'm located. So we're, you know, we're kind of uh, bourbon trail adjacent, if you will, uh, just North of us. And, uh, yeah, it is crazy. The amount of, uh, different types of bourbon, how they all, taste so different but yeah bourbon is experiencing that same kind of just explosive growth that people are just they can't get enough of it can't get enough of it so you know i was gonna say what do you do when you're when you're not cooking i mean you're you're teaching and then you're spending another 60 to 90 hours as a family on the website but is there anything outside of that that is kind of a a hobby or something you guys enjoy or you enjoy to do um I mean, you know, just spending time with family, you know, when I have some time to myself, love building Legos. We talked about that. I don't like you mentioned your friend with Legos. Like I love building Legos. It's kind of become an obsession, you know, definitely a whole, whole room is going to be dedicated to some of the Lego sets and stuff, but nice. just something like old school, you know, just that as a kid, you know, maybe wasn't able to buy all the sets and now, you know, can, can spend money, whether I really have it or not to get yeah. more Legos. <laughs> and if the Lego people are listening, you know, maybe you'll. You'll take them up on some free free sets, you know. Yes, never uh, that down. Um, is there one thing you still uh, still want to cook? Yeah, I um, I would love to do like a whole. I I saw. I'm trying to think which which barbecue show it was on. It was a long time ago. It was a whole cow leg. I think it's like a steamship round. They call it. Okay. Nice. Um, just like I mean, you know, just absolutely like, you know it's just basically like a beef shank to like the millionth degree just something just like, massive i just think yeah. just like one of those like epic just crazy cooks would just be really fun to fun to do yeah you need to get traeger to like custom build you something for that because i don't think it's going to fit on uh no on what, what you've got right now no i need something bigger yeah are you are you a star wars fan of course who isn't okay well i mean not not everybody i know it's shocking but not everybody is uh, just the, the last podcast interview I had just had only seen the first one as a kid and then never went back. So, um, there are those people we pray for them, but they're out there. <laughs> um, so out of, uh, out of all the movies, what's your, what's your favorite star Wars movie? Well, I mean, if you don't say the empire strikes back, are you a star Wars fan? I, it's, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> I, now, who... I, I just think it's crazy right now that with kids, I don't think realize how lucky they have it. Basically every month they're getting a new marvel show and a new star wars show yeah. even if it's like halfway decent it's still you're getting new star wars and new marvel like 
I mean, like the new Star Wars, I mean, it's just incredible, like how much st- Star Wars stuff is coming out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Kenobi series, Mandalorian, it's just, yeah, it's nonstop. Uh, now, who's who's your favorite character? I'm going to only let you have one. Uh, only one? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. There's just so many characters in it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know where I would where I would go with it, huh? Um, I stumped you. I like it. I like I it. I probably would have to pick one of the characters from Rebels. Okay. So the Rebels series. Yeah. Okay. okay. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, just, I don't know. I just kind of like kind of relate to the to that Rebels series, I guess, a little bit. Okay. I didn't know if, you know, teaching robotics, if you were kind of a droid guy and drawn to, uh, you know, the old school, you know, to, to C-3PO or R2-D2, but, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll let you... I'll let you keep your Rebels answer. (laughs) Well, hey, man, I really do uh, appreciate you joining me. If you guys are not following Adam, please jump over uh, and do that. Again, all the socials, he's at this Jew can cue. I know he'd love to interact with you over there. Thanks again for joining us, Adam. Really appreciate it. You have a great, great rest of your summer. Looking forward to big things from you. All right. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to the May the Smoke Be With You podcast with Joe Levitt.